McKenna here with another episode of the Journey to Impact podcast. Today, I'm talking with Melanie Shantz. This woman is awesome and you're going to fall in love with her. She's an artist and songwriter based out of Tom's River, New Jersey. You get a taste of her music every week on our podcast. That's right. She created the music you hear at the beginning and end just for us. Does it get stuck in your head as easily as it gets stuck in mine? (laughs) You'll have to check out her artwork after you listen to the podcast, because trust me, you do not want to miss it. I met Melanie several years ago when I was a bartender and she was playing in the duo Melanie and Sunny at the bar where I worked. I knew she was something special back then, but as I got to know her over the years, I learned just how amazing she is. Get ready to hear Melanie's story, her advice for following your dreams and living a life you love, and how she uses her talents to give back to community members of all ages. So Melanie, tell us a little about how you started out with music. Um, Is this something you've been doing since childhood, or did you get into it later in life? Um, Well, actually, I played the flute in, like, fifth grade. Oh, me too. Oh, really? (laughs) I hated every minute of it. Oh, really? (laughs) It came, like, pretty easy, so I was like, oh, I mean, not in the beginning, but so I kept it through high school. Um, it's just kind of like an easy class, <laughs> More, okay. just because it came easy and it was fun enough. And then, um, uh, music and art kind of go hand in hand with me. I always kind of drew and knew I could kind of sing, like I could hit the right notes, but didn't necessarily think I had a good voice. Uh, I've heard you sing. You have a good voice. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, once people started telling me that, I was like, well, maybe I do. Um, but so, uh, the first time I tried to, I could always draw like cartoons and stuff, like copy, you know, like Mickey Mouse or something like that, and it would right. look like it. But I didn't think that made me an artist. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, so like, I think it was the year before. It was my sophomore, no, my junior year of high school, and I had really kind of gotten into drawing uh, more often, and I tried to draw from a real, real picture. Okay, and I was like, wow, this like, kind of looks like that, and it it made me feel more like an artist than just, like, drawing someone else's cartoon. Right. And, um, so then I got really into it that year, and I talked to the art teacher about trying to do more art classes, because I just, like, fell in love with it, and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I had always been creative, um, but I didn't know what I wanted to major in, in college. Right. Who does? Yeah, I (laughs) know. Um, but I just, like, had always been creative, like, from the beginning, um, I like learned to crochet at four. I was oh, also an old lady. I'm jealous. The <laughs> My grandma taught me, and I just was always making stuff. Like I wasn't the kid that uh, wanted to play with Barbies or anything. I was the kid that was crocheting Barbie clothes for my sister's Barbies. That's like great. she would I make requests and stuff. Yeah, so I always did that kind of stuff, and with always without patterns, and um, I could always just sort of figure out how to make something from nothing mm-hmm. without guidelines. Okay. Um, which I feel like I still do, and that's, like, my one, uh, my real strength. Um, and then, uh, so I talked to the art teacher at the end of junior year and asked him if I could do a couple art classes to kind of build up a portfolio, because I didn't have anything to, uh, apply with. Right. For art school. Um, and, uh, he... He got it approved for me to be in Art 1 and to go into the city a lot, uh, to museums and stuff for classes. That's awesome. Yeah, so they had. I went to Early Decision Day on November 11th, I remember, because <laughs> I was, Isn't like, so It's so funny how those things, like, stick out in your mind. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and uh, with literally everything I had done in art one and two, which are not like portfolio worthy pieces, you know what I mean? Right. Like, they're like color studies and stuff. But I just put everything in, and for some reason, the head of the art department saw raw talent and accepted me, like, after three months of art classes. That's incredible. Crazy. You must have been over the moon. And you I were, was. What, like, 17? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then, since I got accepted so early, I had a, you know, I was in two art classes, band, playing the flute, mm-hmm. and, like, my only real hard class was, like, I kept AP calc. Oh, God. Um, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> but, like... That was, like, my sanity, because that was, like, I had to have some sort of balance with, like, everything art, you know? I had, like, calc, English, two art classes, band. So you needed something, like, logical. Yeah, yeah. I always liked, like, the math and the sciences. Okay. Um, Yeah, but, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, But so then after that, I had a lot of downtime, and I started, I had, like, picked up my sister played guitar a little bit in band, mm-hmm. and I had kind of messed around. I was always, like, one of those people that could pick up an instrument and just kind of mess around and make it sound good. That's, yeah, again, jealous. Like, <laughs> yeah, my dad's always been like that, too, so I, I definitely get that from him. Um, but then, because I had so much downtime, I just, like, fell in love with the guitar and started playing all the time. And, um, you know, when I was learning songs on you know, ultimate guitar and so for <laughs> YouTube tutorials, um, I was singing along so that I could, you know, know where I was in the song and everything. Right. And uh, my parents would hear me practicing and be like, you have a really good voice. I'm like, they are my parents. They have to say that. <laughs> like, I don't actually have a good voice. Um, and then my dad gave me the Nora Jones Come Away With Me CD. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I kind of sounded like her. And if she had a voice that she was like winning Grammys for that album. Yeah, I remember. Um, And if she had a voice that people wanted to listen to and not just a good voice, um, then maybe I did too. And that's when I started like believing that maybe I had some sort of talent with music. Right. And now fast forward now, you're, I mean. I'm doing both. It's so Yeah, you're doing both. You have an amazing career doing both. Like that's what you do for a living. And it's so. Since college, yeah. You're living your dream. How much better can it get than that, right? No, That's awesome. Yeah. And now, you've come a long way even in the last several years. I know when we met, I was bartending, so I've mm-hmm. come a long way too, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you were playing in the local bars on Friday and Saturday nights for a bunch of people who just were not Are worthy not of your yeah. talent. Uh-huh. Um, so now, what, what are you doing now? Tell us a little about now what you're doing I know you're not playing much in the bars anymore Mm -hmm. um and you're focusing more on giving back to the community um Mm -hmm. which I love so tell us about that um well first of all I play uh in a duo called Melanie and Sunny right and Sunny is actually my mom's boyfriend Mm -hmm. um I love how you keep it all in the family (laughs) yeah we really do (laughs) we're gonna have to talk to them again on another episode yeah oh my god we could have so many different arrangements yeah we work together (laughs) um but so we've been playing together for over seven years uh, a couple months after I graduated from college, he left his brother's, him and his brother's band and wanted to do an acoustic duo and, um, you know, stop playing from like 10.30 to 1.30 in the morning and mm-hmm. try to do more uh, happy hours and that kind of more of like a wholesome thing rather than like a full band feel. Right. And uh, I was waitressing and 
so terrible. <laughs> so I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so I moved back down here uh, from the Montclair area. And, uh, and we started and kicked it off with like 16 gigs in the first month. Wow. And my mom did all of our bookings. She's my momager. Your momager. Um, <laughs> yeah, because she always said, who's going to be more passionate about her boyfriend and her daughter than she is? Yeah, she's got so, a great point. Yeah, and she's great at it. So, um, uh, yeah, so we've been doing that for seven years. And over the past, I feel like two years, we've kind of tried to um, really be reworking our music to try to get on soundtracks for TV and commercials and movies and stuff like that. Right, and podcasts. And podcasts. Yes, in case anybody didn't know, that awesome music at the beginning of and, and end of every show is done by Melanie. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, yeah, we're trying to do more of that kind of stuff. That's TV is something I've always loved, too. Yeah. Um, so I try to incorporate that in my art. Like, I'll do collages of uh little like drawings from tv shows yes and your office collage is one of my favorites yeah. oh. the blue teapot yeah yeah oh i have that my husband maybe. oh oh yeah, yeah look at that there it is the blue teapot yeah <laughs> um and then uh so like to be on a soundtrack is like the dream for a tv geek like me right um and there's pretty good money in it too especially for independent artists like people don't realize that but if you're gonna you could either pay you know, like a Stevie Wonder or me, right? For a commercial, that's still a lot of money for me, and I my song gets to be in a commercial, right? Versus like Stevie Wonder, you're paying like exactly. I can't even fathom the, so the amount producers of money. are saving a ton of money, ton and of it's money. better for you, and it's still great music, exactly. Yeah, so and it gets a lot of exposure for independent musicians, which is really cool too, right? Um, so we're doing that kind of stuff. Um, and then in the meantime, we've cut back on, um, like the bar gigs. Right. Uh, so that we don't have to be playing to no one that's really listening. <laughs> Cause that's not what music's about. Right. Um, uh, and instead we're kind of, uh, uh, redirecting ourselves to play, um, nursing homes. We've always played nursing homes, but we're trying to play more. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they love it. They even, some people dance and it's just like, you can tell you're, brightening someone's day yeah that's awesome tell nice. me tell me what that's like because i i would imagine it must be so much more rewarding than the end of a night in a bar you yeah. know to to be finishing up a set and closing down shop at the end of the night in a nursing home yeah i mean the thing is too that even though the bars like i have so many horror stories about <laughs> like how we were treated at bars or or just like not I think the worst i think is to feel like you're not even there yeah Cause like music, like that's like the universal language, right? Like everybody can feel something from music and, and that's what it should be about. And when you're playing the back of heads that are looking at phones or TV screens, you're like, what, just throw on the radio and give me the money still. (laughs) But we could come up with an entire (laughs) podcast series of like 300 episodes just on bar story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, and, like, the difference is, like, a nightmare story in, like, a nursing home is, like, the, a drill goes off or something. Or, like, um, uh, one time, um, this one lady thought that, uh, Sunny was Justin Bieber. Oh, no. (laughs) It was, it was the best, though, because she was, she was, like, hardcore fangirly. Oh, gosh, that's so cute. It was so cute, and, like, and... It was kind of hard to concentrate, but, like, that's the worst thing that happens at a nursing home. You know, that somebody thinks you're a 
pop star or something, you know? Yes. And they're, like, sitting there. They're obviously very captive. Um, <laughs> they're sitting there, maybe falling asleep. That's okay. I'm tired, too. <laughs> um, and just loving it. Like, requesting songs. A lot of people, we played uh, We played this one, um, Care One and Jackson. Mm-hmm. And they have a word that's uh, an assisted living word for people with, um, like, brain uh, injuries or, like, okay. they have to have some sort of memory loss. That's what okay. it is, the memory loss word. And we played there, and um, and there was a lady that just, like, kept walking. Like, she couldn't sit down and was kind of, like, agitated. Like, you couldn't really go near her. But every time she walked by, she was singing the words. Aw. You're like, oh, just, like, connect. Oh, I got goosebumps. Right? Music just connects with – it's the different part of the brain that just, like, always stays there. When other things could happen, like, and you have to keep walking, you have to keep walking, but when you're walking by the music, you're feeling it, you're in yeah. that moment with the with the people playing it, or the radio, or whatever. That's, that's awesome, I love yeah. that. Or people that are non-verbal. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, at this, at another place we play, um, there's one guy that, I don't think he really talks, he just kind of, like, screams everything, and he's kind of, like, strapped down in the chair to protect himself, and, um... But he always, um, he, like, knows the words to every song. He sings them at the top of his lungs. It oh, is wow. the cutest thing. Everybody hates him because <laughs> they're, like, I, I they imagine can't it's got to be a little annoying, but the at the same yeah. time, like, yeah. to see that you're making that impact on somebody is just incredible. Yeah. Oh, my God. We love it. Yeah. And now on the opposite end of that, so you have the nursing homes, but then mm-hmm. you also just finished the project in a school. So you're starting yeah. with kids... And, uh, with kids, not people at the end, people at the beginning of their lives. Yeah. So tell us about that because that I love. Okay, I want to also talk about the the cancer uh, treatment centers. Yes, I don't want to forget that. Okay, we'll get back. We'll loop we'll back, back around okay. to that. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. So I have done. I'm definitely a very um, over um, overly ambitious. I don't know if that's <laughs> the right way to put it. I'm crazy. <laughs> I think with like what I think I can handle, but but I always end up. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, but, like, there's something in me that just, like, loves the challenge and knows that I could do anything I set my mind to. I, I think that's something you and I have in common and yeah. why we click so well. Because cool. I'm yeah. the same way. People are always like, how are you doing this? I don't understand how you're getting yeah. it done. I'm like, I don't know. I get up. I do what I got to do. And yeah, exactly. I just make it work. So, yeah. I, well, and you're also <laughs> somebody that kind of, like, works your own hours. And yeah. you kind of have to answer to yourself. Exactly. You have yeah. to, I have to have some discipline. Right, um, and a lot of people couldn't do that. No. Like, my husband always says he doesn't understand, like, he doesn't like working at home. He has to drive an hour to Princeton every day. But, like, to have, like, to feel like you're in an office mm-hmm. makes the difference. Right. And some people can't feel like they're in an office at home. Like, they'd just be lying around. And, yeah. And when you don't have that option, you have to have discipline. Absolutely. Really know know what you can handle too like I would never take on something that I felt like I really couldn't handle right but I have taken on some things that I don't know why I think I can't handle <laughs> <laughs> like it's crazy um so so uh I've done I'm on my fourth year-long project where I'm creating something every day right and this is my first music one I'm recording a song a day and like covers and I'm doing originals every Sunday. Right. And we'll make sure we get all of your Instagram and Facebook information yeah. at the end and in the, in the show notes so that everybody can follow you and follow along with this okay, cool. daily 
um, art that you do because it's yeah. really cool to watch. Oh, thank you. Um, so I've done three art projects before this. And the first one I did, I found a book that gave guidelines every day. Mm-hmm. And just like one example was to decorate a cookie. And I was just really trying to stretch myself and what I could do because this was right after college. Mm-hmm. And I was really wanting to do something more uh, with art again because I kind of shifted focus to music at that point. Right. So, uh, like, what the one was to decorate a cookie. And so I opened up an Oreo and, like, carved out Jim Morrison's face <laughs> in, like, the cream so that, like, the black and white made his face. That is so cool. And they all weren't that cool. But a lot of... I was really proud of what I was making from just what was laying around. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. garbage Yeah, I mean, it didn't just take some food. icing and decorate a cookie. I mean, you Which really made a lot made of people probably of would have. Right. You know? And, um, so one of my Facebook friends had followed me that year. That mm-hmm. was when we, we first like met through a mutual friend and she, she works in the Tom's River, uh, school district mm-hmm. and they were looking for an artist to come into the, the an elementary school and teach all of the students how to make an instrument out of recyclable materials. That's so cool. Yeah. Who would even think like, of that? Like, that's just such an right? awesome idea. So, so she's trying to think of an artist and she remembers my art project from five years ago. <laughs> the Jim Morrison so, Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, Oh, thank God I did that Oreo. <laughs> and, um, cause you never know what people are going to see. Absolutely. That's why, that's why I love like Facebook and Instagram. Like I try to use it only for uh, work stuff because mm-hmm. you just like it's it is all about who you know and yeah and you never know who's watching you exactly so she called me up and asked if I would be interested in this and I was like um yes please <laughs> <laughs> and um so so yeah so I got hired for it and they just uh I, I just went in the school like two weeks ago I had to design six instruments, one for each of the grades, mm-hmm. um, and kind of figure out how to make a balanced band out of it, too, because they're going to be perform- performing. Because just making the instruments wasn't complicated Wasn't enough. enough. They're going to perform <laughs> a concert yet. So the music teacher is in on it, too. So he's teaching them a couple different songs, and they're breaking down the school into, like, three separate groups, mm-hmm. uh, each group having all six of the instruments. Wow. And then they're going to perform for each other. Okay. But so, yeah, I had to, there's like a drum out of a kind of like a coffee can or breadcrumb can with a balloon on top that makes like the drum sound and uh, a trumpet out of a paper towel tube with like a horn thing at the end and a water bottle, the top of a water bottle. Wow. So you can like buzz into it and it makes a sound. (laughs) There's a, oh a harmonica out of popsicle sticks and rubber bands. It like it actually sounds. You have more creativity in your like little pinky toe than I do in my entire body. <laughs> I don't want to take full credit for that. It was mostly Pinterest. <laughs> well, Pinterest is a stuff. wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, but then trying to figure out how to do everything uh, was not easy, and, and to figure out what the kids can handle too. Um, so the school was very involved in that. Um, like thinking of what grades could handle making like the popsicles versus the trumpet, and right. then be act- be a- able to actually make a sound out right. of the trump, you know. So, um, but that was really cool, and I I got to teach over four hundred fifty kids plus their teachers. Wow. The week before, 
how to make an instrument out of garbage. That's incredible. And they're going to perform with them. Yeah, it's the coolest thing I've ever done. I love that. Definitely. I can't wait to watch what you do next. Yeah, like, me it's too. so much fun. <laughs> me too. I can't wait to figure it out. <laughs> so, all right, let's not forget. Tell us about the, the work you do with the cancer treatment centers. Okay, yeah. So um, we play it at uh, RCCA, which is in East Brunswick. It's a cancer treatment center Okay. Uh, for the past seven years. And we're sponsored by the Chansey Foundation. Um, and uh, Phyllis Chansey Solomon runs it. And her husband had been a patient there and, mm-hmm. and saw a violin player. And uh, wanted to continue the tradition, so they started this foundation um, to have to pay musicians, which is cr- a crazy idea yes, to I some know. people, <laughs> um, to come and, and play. And we just play in the waiting room while for families and patients. You know, the patients are waiting either for just doctors' appointments or actual chemo in the back, right? And uh, and their families are waiting with them or um, waiting there while they get the treatment and. It's just the best. Like That's you great. see the most smiles there. Like people will just instantly walk through the door and are like, "It's it's crazy to see music just in a waiting room." Yeah. So I mean, what an uplifting thing to yeah. to add to such an overwhelmingly negative experience. Mm-hmm. So that's that's and sometimes amazing. we get to go in the treatment center, which is like actually in the actual room, mm-hmm. which is cool. And we play just unplugged. We just bring in our guitars, music stand. You must have just like, meet so many amazing people. Oh, we really do. That's great. We really so do. So we'll, we'll have to um, put in information about the foundation also. Yeah. And we play for Mammoth Medical, which is the Joe Finn Foundation. Okay. He's a local Irish music musician. And uh, his family raises money every year for this kind of thing, like to put music in hospitals. And it's the same, uh, the same like cancer ward or whatever. Right. Like the, we play the waiting room. In uh, the hospital there, and then Vantage Point, they have like eleven different locations. So we're kind of we're just affiliated with them, and they send us to the different places. Right. So we're doing less bars. Where we still play Captains Inn in Fork and River Mm -hmm. once a month because they're great. They're fantastic people to work for, and they've always been great to us. That's good. Um, And And it can can be fun. It can be. It's fun there when people are like. I don't know. It it depends on the place and um, absolutely. The people you, yeah, you know, <laughs> and yeah. the crowd. And the crowd. Yep, I get it. And the thing <laughs> is, like my mom always said that um, when people are asking, like when the people booking mm-hmm. are asking if you could bring in people, that's a sign that there's they're not they don't do as well. Okay, because they're yeah, depending on sense. you to bring in people, and we're not going to be able to bring in people if you can't. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's their so job, many, not yours. <laughs> yeah, we should be a bonus to your patrons. Exactly. And so the captain's in is always packed, and for a reason. And we're just a, a thank you to right. That's what she says. That's great. So yeah, so we wanted to keep that up for the people that like to come out to see us too. It's kind of like this big family now. A lot of them are at my wedding. Oh wow! But yeah, we've met <laughs> really cool people through this. That's awesome. Um, So now, all right, so my son, Spike, he's 10. He just started Mm -hmm. drum lessons, and he's Mm -hmm. super excited. And we saw him just randomly get on a set of drums last year, and he's definitely got some natural talent. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give for a kid like that or any kid who's aspiring, or not even just children, you know, adults, anybody who's an aspiring artist or musician? What, Mm -hmm. What would be 
like the best advice that you think you could give them? Um, well, I definitely think it helps to have that natural. <laughs> I mean, it really does. It feels great. So just, I'm not going to be an artist. Well, no, I think, <laughs> I think anybody could, you know, you, well, the thing is, I think, okay, two things. I think that like on that note, anybody could find their niche. Right. Like not everybody could make instruments out of garbage or like that's like one of my things I like to just literally work with whatever is laying around because I'm lazy and I don't want to go buy supplies or <laughs> I really believe I firmly believe that um an artist is somebody that could work with anything not like doesn't need like this brand of paint and this this uh sketch pad or this this kind of paper or something that's not an artist anybody could do that could go to ac Moore or something and buy all the right supplies and right. still not be an artist an artist is somebody that can literally work with anything that's they have laying around and make something right um so i just want to say that because that is <laughs> that it's actually funny because my last year of college they they had this one art class that was a prerequisite and you were supposed to, they added it. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to take it your first year, but they didn't have it right. when I was in my first year. So I had to take it my last year. And it was, the, it was, it, the teacher was terrible. He talked about himself the whole time. It was four hours and 40 minutes long because oh, it was a double session. God. And it was the best class I ever had. Oh, because okay. he was a terrible person, and he would rip you apart. And the all of the all of the um, we would have like one project a week because it was only once a week, mm-hmm. and it would be this big project. And uh, you know, once was like make make a dress out of something other than material. And so I chose paper, and I and, and he gave us a company, and I had uh, Barnum and Bailey's, mm-hmm. and so I had to I like wove like a top out of paper and painted it and had like a whole big I don't, I don't even know how I figured <laughs> it out but that class was the class that I felt I re- finally found my niche and okay. it was to use like unconventional materials and just whatever I had laying around I was a poor college kid I was Listen, not going to be able to go out and buy stuff so there's and, hope for us all yet <laughs> yeah there I really believe that yeah well it's whatever it is it doesn't even have to be creative right you know um but uh another thing I'll say about musicians and like people uh doing creative things is that I feel like this is like the time you could do anything with with the internet um very true like and to post as much as you can because you never know who's watching and that we're at this point where we don't even have to leave our houses to do anything like we're recording a podcast in my apartment right now yeah like, that's so cool. Sitting very comfy on a couch. It's yeah. awesome. With our shoes off. Like, <laughs> yes. what? Like, that's so cool to me. And and I feel like um, there are a lot of people that still don't realize that. Like, we, I've recorded two albums, and I'm now recording uh, music that is of the quality to be in TV shows in Sunny's living room. That's awesome. I have We have done all that in Sunny's living room. And as an independent artist, not on a label, I have been able to, um, we go through CD Baby to distribute our music and they put it on iTunes and, and Amazon and everything. And I've designed my own website through their, um, like partner 
uh, hosting site and you can literally do everything yourself. And that's awesome. But you should also know that if you're not good at it, don't do it yourself (laughs) because (laughs) there are other people that are good at stuff that you aren't. Yes. You can't, you can't be good at everything. No, you can't. And that's something I've found that has been hard for me to learn too. Awesome. But well, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely dig more into that next time. I think that's yeah. something. Again, we could we could sit here and talk for I hours. Know. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us? Can you make sure we all know how to get in touch with you and where to follow you? I know you have an Etsy shop, Instagram, I Facebook. Now, okay, so we'll music. ITunes. Music. Um, uh, so we didn't really touch on this, but so uh, besides Sunny, I. My mom co-writes lyrics with mm-hmm. us, and my husband co-produces, and he also plays bass. And uh, so we, the four of us, call ourselves the better half. Um, and that's how we're releasing all of our music for soundtracks and everything. Okay. Now. So um, you could go to thebetterhalfmusic.com okay. for all our videos and music and everything that we can offer you, like recording. Sunny records uh, other people, too, at just out of the living room which is a lot cheaper than you're going to get going to a studio right um and uh and also guitar lessons and stuff like that we we try to <laughs> we can do like <laughs> every, between the four of us yeah my husband also went to school for marketing okay. so we're like and my mom does all the booking we're like a big like you said like we try to keep it in the family all right we're definitely going to be doing a part two or and three <laughs> or four of this yeah. so stay tuned for more melanie in the future okay um Tell us uh, the links for your Etsy shop and Instagram. Uh, Instagram is the Prince of Pop. And that's Prince, P-R-I-N-T-S. Yes, thank you. I forgot (laughs) about that. Um, And then my Etsy site is www.theprinceofpop.etsy.com. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, is there anything else you want us to know about you today? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you'll think of a hundred things as soon as I turn the microphone off and we'll have to start making a list for our next meeting. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I just like talk forever. Oh, it was great. Okay. All right. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you.